0: Yo, check it, check it. All right, all right. People, 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 people. What's good? It's your boy, Reed Richards. Welcome to the man isms podcast. It's man your isms Ooh-wee, it's, it's, it's been quite some time. Welcome to episode four, guys. Ah, where have I been? I ended up getting COVID and man even though it didn't like really mess me up for more than a couple of days i used to always have ear infections growing up and as i started getting older i would get strep throat all the time the last three or four years i haven't really been getting strep throat but about once a year if that but when i do i lose my voice for months so i lost my voice for close to two months and by that time i was just kind of out of the out of the the mode of even thinking about podcasting you know you you try to make things a habit and two months just really kind of throws you for a little loop anyway i'm back and it's good to see you guys i feel i feel good i forgot how much i love this i love it anyway today's topic is ultra crepidarianism and this is the 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 habit of giving opinions and advice on matters outside of one's knowledge basically you don't know what you're talking about speaking on things that you have no idea you've done no research you've read no books you've done none of the sort and i'll tell you this has been something that has been great for me because i used to spend so much time debating with people on stuff especially in facebook oh my god sometimes i'll we'll spend hours a day and i would just settle it what books have you read on the topic okay cool you haven't read any books you're not well versed on it if we're talking about politics then you're getting your no thank you we're done we don't we don't have to have a conversation anymore because it's all based on how you feel there's you, you don't have any stats to back up what you're saying so today in typical reed richard's fashion i'm going to start off with a story some years ago i came across my first flat earther and it was interesting. And I, I knew where he was going, like his first or second question. But he asked me a bunch of questions. He asked me about a plane circumnavigating the globe, but vertically. So, north to south from the poles around. And I guess it has been done. I don't know if it was done completely or if it was just uh, just, you know, from pole to pole. And... I, obviously, I, I couldn't answer that. That seems to be one of those trivia questions. Uh, who, who knows? How, what average person knows that information? Then he asked, how do oceans and other bodies of water not fall when they're upside down? Right? You look at the globe and it's water and sometimes it appears to be upside down, at least the way we look at it, the pictures. And again, I don't have a response. Then he asked me, if a plane is flying around the globe, going down, by the time it reaches the South Pole, the plane would be flying upside down, right? He continues with the story about an emergency landing where the plane landed in a particular spot. And basically, he was just illustrating that had the Earth been round, there was no way they would have landed where they did. But the flat Earth map shows exactly why they landed where they did, because it would have been closer, et cetera. Then he says no one lives in Antarctica because this is where the edge of the Earth is, and there's this huge dome there. And lastly, he brought up the curvature of the Earth and talking about the geometry of a sphere and what that looks like, its mathematical formula. And he claimed that if the Earth was really round, then from a specific distance, we wouldn't be able to see, like, recognizable landmarks like the Statue of Liberty. So from standing X amount of miles away, because if the Earth was really a sphere... You wouldn't see her torch. And as you started to walk a little bit closer, you would start to see it coming into into the horizon. But the point is, I never questioned why I thought what I thought. Right? This is something that we learned in school, but they never really went into specifics. It was always just presented as a given, as a fact, and that was it. You learn it in social studies or I I don't remember. Where do you learn it? I don't even remember what subject in grammar school you learn that the shape of the earth. (laughs) What class is that? Anyway, see, exactly. I don't even remember where I, I don't even remember where I learned it. And, and, and this is generally the way we approach things that we've learned in life, right? We rarely question where we obtain the knowledge. We just assume that we, that wherever we got the information from, it was correct. So what is the requisite amount of knowledge on a given subject before you can speak on it? How much do you have to know before you can speak on it? Now, there are a bunch of variables. There are a bunch of different factors, right? Who are you talking to? Is it, is it academic? Is this debating? Does this person claim to be an authority figure? How long have you been interested in the topic? Uh, you know, there's a there's a bunch of... If you might just be at the bar just shooting the shit, just having a regular conversation. And where I noticed it again, where I actually really experienced it and was kind of dumbstruck, was when I called into the Kevin Samuel show in September and we had a debate. And it was about paying for sex, right? Kevin's stance was high value men pay because time is money. And rather than chasing some ass, you can save your time by spending it on a professional, right? She's going to be more discreet. She'll be. A pro at her job, <laughs> ostensibly. Now, I'm actually going to do a full video on this in the coming weeks or months. But I'm worried about cloud chasing and getting on by way of someone else. But maybe that's what's required to be successful. Um, but that's really dis- besides the point. What I found disturbing were the people in the comments. Now, I usually don't read the comments. I'm usually a poster and ghoster when I posted in the past on YouTube. But again, it wasn't my content. And I was just curious about what people thought of the debate and i get people tend to assume that someone is right if they agree with a few of their things i get it right but they have just been introduced to intersexual di- dynamics and some of those interesting facts about relationships and the say, unflattering nature of women and these are topics that like we discussed in the pua forums with some frequency right and we discuss it on the forums Shoot, remember Ventrilo? This was before Discord. And this was probably, I don't know, 2006. That's when Mystery released his book. And we were all reading like Neil Strauss' uh, book back then, the game. You know, he had his seminars that you can find on his Venusian Arts website. You know, a lot of those things were touching on the things that Kevin talks about, right? Demonstrating, instead of like high value, it was DHV. Showing DHV spikes, demonstrating higher value. Again, the concept is exactly the same, right? It is it is better for a uh, woman to see that you have something and kind of stumble across it than you to try to be all braggadocious about it and oh, I got a Lambo outside, right? So it's all those things that a lot of these people in 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 the in the manosphere speak about mystery addressed in there so these things aren't new right we we would all go out and take a turn being a wingman and we'd learn how to approach and he had this uh thing about lint right you, you go to a dryer you grab some lint and those are the openers right you take a little piece and then you pretend like you pull it out of her hair and you walk over to her and like you know try to put it in her hand if she was being a bitch she'd put it right back in her hair and you know she would say oh thank you then you might walk by a couple minutes later and do it again right And then it's like, okay. And then you do it a third time, right? And then you have a whole big pocket full of lint that you pretend like you pulled out of her head. And it's funny. It's a funny opener. So, I mean, before we started creating our own uh, ways to interact and be able to pick up in the Sarge and all these things, there were some things that I already knew about it that when I saw it, it resonated with me, like, oh, I already do this, I already do this, oh, let me try this, oh, shit, it works, oh, shit, this is how you pass LMR, last minute resistance, things of that nature, so, anyway, and because he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, his audience assumes it to be true, because they don't have any further information to substantiate or to refute his claim, and I'm gonna say he is right about a lot of stuff, right, his, his, he has a lot of his facts on point, but, I mean, this is not about him, so it really it really doesn't matter, but the, the point is, they were berating me for, oh my god, you're you're such an idiot, you're so wrong, you're so wrong, I'm wrong, you don't know anything about the topic. What am I wrong about specifically? So, what makes people qualified to speak on a given topic, right? Surely, if you read 200 books on a topic, and you had been studying something for 50 years, and some... 15 year old blue hair uh girl comes up and says no nah, that's wrong and i'm like well okay cool and this person asked how many books have you read and you said that you've read zero okay like why does your opinion matter you have done no research yet you have an opinion what is your opinion based on it's probably based on other people's opinions it's because it's not based on research that, that you did yourself so you're assuming it's like the game of telephone they told you this they told you this somebody embellished and now the whole message is wrong so now you're standing on this soapbox virtue signaling about stuff that you know nothing about that you know you know absolutely nothing about or you're standing on there uh disagreeing with somebody just because you just because that person has been right a few times so I get it. You saw it in, in, in the bodybuilding community, right? You would see the scientist who's a little scrawny little scientist, or you got the guy with bro science. He's the big jacked, ripped, Chad alpha guy. And who's right? Who's right? The the bodybuilder is saying, well, I do it. I live it. I know what works. This is how I got the physique because I do this. Well, that's an appeal to authority, Right. But so is the nerd. I have the data, I have the facts, I have the statistics. What you're saying is blah 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 blah. Just put your body in a blah 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 an anabolic state and this and this and this. Whatever they're whatever they're spewing, whatever they're saying. Well, who's right? Who is right? Who whoever says the right thing, right? Whoever spits the facts, whoever is actually has the data that is irrefutable. That's the person that is correct. It's it just because you hold a certain position doesn't make you correct. However, it is fair to assume that somebody who has read 200 books is a little bit more well-versed than someone who's read nothing on it. For years, I was debating with morons on Facebook. I'm glad I never got into Twitter because that's even worse. I, I told myself, was this like 2019? No, it's like 20 yeah, 2019, 2020. I'm not debating with you anymore. I'm, we're, I'm done debating. I just ask you a question. How many books have you read on a topic? What books have you read on that topic? we'll just talk about the books that we read. We'll just we'll just discuss the ideas. We're not going to discuss your feelings about it. We'll just discuss the facts. If you've read anything, oh, you haven't read anything about it. Okay, we won't have this discussion. And I'm just dismissive. I'm just dismissive. And I and, and I know how it comes across, but I mean, I have to I have to I have to protect my sanity as well. This is crazy dealing with these people. And what has exacerbated the situation is is social media. It's given people a voice and a platform, but that doesn't mean you're right just means that you have an opinion and it just means you have a platform that more people can hear it. So last week I bought a TV. I am a super techie. I'm all about monitor technology. I'm an audiophile. I got, you know, headphones that go up to $3,000. I absolutely love my microphones, anything audio related, but I also like the visual component as well. So if you get a TV, you know, you got to You got to get a nice soundbar, And I know they just got uh, to be really nice with the Sonos. But I got the Bose 900. If anybody knows about that, it's their Dolby Atmos. Gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. It is absolutely amazing. I was looking for some content to watch. I don't watch TV as a rule. So it was kind of like, do I want to get it? Yeah, I'll get it. But it's it's because I wanted to watch things like Tinder Swindler. And I wanted to, uh, like, because I want to watch things... So that I can report on them and talk about it and see what people are talking about, right? So I'd rather be comfortable and not sit at my computer. So I want to enjoy the experience. So what's the first thing I do? I'm looking for something that's going to really show off the capabilities of the TV. You know, those OLED TVs, the blacks are just, oh my God. They're just, they're, the pixels don't illuminate. It's absolutely stunning. So I decide to... Look at some nature stuff. You know, they're, they're always zooming in on the little flies that you could see every little hair on his, on his stinger and all this kind of stuff. When I say a fly and a stinger is a beat, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you get the point. They have this nice cameras, good audio, and all that good stuff. And I put it on One Planet on Netflix. Super, super interesting. Super interesting. And they're showing like this bird that I guess there's like, it's evolved to be 40 different types and they all have a way of trying to attract a woman, all trying to find a way to mate. And this one bird like cleans off this whole little area, a leaf falls, he clears it out and he like dances for her. And it's crazy. He can do these insane things with his wings and he's like, Doing a little whirling dervish and spinning around and sliding along little tree things, it was incredible. He turned his eyes from like blue to yellow, and he had this throat patch, and it was just colorful display on this blackbird. It looked pretty cool. And then he fucks her and flies off. And then they show this eagle from the Philippines, a Filipino eagle or something like that. And they have been following this bird since the bird was since the eagle was one. And now it's ten. And it's talking about, wow, this is the first offspring that it's had. These eagles are gonna be extinct, blah, 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 etc. Well, how do we know this, right? Those are just random data points, right? They, they, they are mere observations. You can look at all those National Geographic things where People are tracking gorillas for thirty years and all this kind of stuff, right? They got names for them, they know their behaviors, they know where they're going, they know what they're doing, they know who their offspring is, they know this, they know all, and they know the behavior. They know that a praying mantis, after like they mate, she bites his head off, right? This that's pretty unflattering to praying mantis. if you're looking at it from like a human male female dynamic that's pretty damn scary you take their seed and you kill them and if and if we were to all look back and just kind of observe that type of behavior we would say damn that's pretty brutal however when we have the same data with human beings and you talk about women's unflattering nature they'll tell you that you're wrong they disagree with you and i'm just saying god damn it I'm only talking about your behavior. It's just a data point. And the data point alone is not offensive. When Kevin Samuel says that 80% of divorces are filed by a woman, that's just a data point. You don't have a problem with the data. They have a problem with how you got there. Well, some just deny the data. Some just outright because it's unflattering. Because it's unflattering. But that doesn't make it not true. And when you discuss it and you try to give examples to illustrate what you're talking about, they miss the concept and focus on anything else. And what I mean by the concept is if you were in court for a car crash and you had to kind of play out what happened on the board and, you know, that this is your car, this is your car, you're going here, you're going there, they would say something like, but that's not the car I drive. Yeah, but for just all intents and purposes, no, 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 but I don't, I mean, you actually get inside of a vehicle. No, you're, you're just touching this and moving it on a board. That that doesn't, no, 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 but I, you just need to show me what happened so we can kind of, no, 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 but it doesn't work. You, you can't do that. You can't do that because, insert something, right? It's going to be a straw man. It's going to be an ad hominem. Or they're going to gaslight you. Or what about ism? They'll call you a misogynist. Now that they've labeled you a misogynist, you're a bad person. Now they can, now they can, now they can talk about how bad they are. Now you're in emotionalism. Now you're in emotion. Now you've entered their battleground. That is next week's topic. That is next week's topic. Emotionalism. They'll gaslight you. No, no, no. You didn't say this. You, no, you you said this. You you said this and this. It happens all the time. And it's interesting to see people argue about facts and empirical evidence. When they have just literally, literally been introduced to the idea. These people that you see on The Fresh and Fit, they don't know about it. It just hurts their feelings. They're just there for clout. And this is where, like, that my truth mumbo jumbo is so appealing, right? Because the truth hurts. And it makes them feel bad. So now they can create a scenario where they feel better and make that their new truth. So they don't need to ever deal in reality. And don't you dare tell them off. Because you're the bad guy. And now you're the villain. So now people assume ill intent. So now you're working from a deficit. And now the facts don't even help because you're a bad guy. And everything that comes from your mouth is bad. The fact is they don't know enough about the topic to have a discussion around the facts that surround that data point. I started going around asking women certain questions. I would just ask them just a random fact. And there's there's no, there's nothing. You can use that. You can use that same data point to illustrate something that's unflattering about women and they disagree with you. It's crazy. Try it. Any, any fact, (laughs) any fact that would be unflattering to women, if you just gave the data point alone, they wouldn't find it offensive. And this is where you see that spoiled, entitled ego start to emerge, right? All you know is what you've learned, but what you've learned isn't all there is to know. People can't, take the eagle hit and just be wrong. It is okay to say you don't know. And I'm not expecting everybody to have these discussions that are in like a debate format. I know it's just regular, normal people having discussions about things that they believe in. I get it. But there was a debate with uh, Ben Shapiro from the Daily Wire and Cenk Uyghur from the Young Turks. And you'll see, it's just a constant back and forth of talking about, data and statistics and well this happened this year well this happened in this year and this happened in this year and while that is not the end all be all it's it's not because essentially whoever wins the debate is just a person who who can kind of get the last word and and where you don't know anything else about that topic that doesn't mean you're right it just means you lost the debate but again if somebody is that well-versed chances are they're correct because they've done the they've they've done the research to come up with what they're coming up with. It should be an exchange of ideas and talking about the pros and cons and unintended consequences both beneficial and deleterious, right? It it is fair to say that you should know something about a topic before having a discussion. And and surely if you're going to make the claim that the other person is wrong, surely you should have done some research surely you should have picked up a book surely you should have looked at some peer-reviewed journals surely you should have looked at some of the data surely that 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 is not that is not an unreasonable position to hold it is a very like common it's not even logic we're we're still we're still in the common sense area we're just still we're this is still common sense and the woke stuff. It's inextricably linked with these issues because it comes from the same manipulation of the language in order to be well versed in the situation, and this is the feelings part of it. This is where you change the definition so you can be a victim, so you can have something to say, so you can get loud and tell somebody how wrong they are because you're a victim. That's where it all comes from. That's where because you because because now you're dealing. Because now you're dealing in the feelings. Now you're dealing in emotion. And now I'm getting into next week's conversation. And with that being said, I will see you next time, people, people, people. Peace. uh uh-huh, honey.